peace be to you. Henry the Cardinal of Evil. Let us begin with a question. Hi everyone and welcome to Curiously Catholic, the Evangelion podcast. Sharing in the mission to light the fire of Christ in the hearts of Catholics by sharing the truth of our faith in a compelling manner. In this podcast, we're going to be picking the brains of Catholic enthusiasts to try and get to the bottom of how to live truly as a Catholic in contemporary times. My name is Dominic Malagieri, and in this episode, we have Kyle Walsh, who you'll get to know in the podcast. Uh, We're going to be talking about Exodus 90, we're going to be talking about fatherhood, and we're going to be talking about how these two things come together. So, without further ado, please welcome Kyle. How's it going, mate? Doing well, thank you. How are you? Pretty good. Uh, I'm in the middle of uh, turning our office into a nursery, so as you can see, my kitchen's behind me, uh, which is a bit <laughs> of fun. Uh, so uh, I'm going to be, people will be watching as regular, will be seeing me in a different location probably every episode from now on. Uh, <laughs> well, it's good to have variety with that. Yes, definitely. At least we're not boring. Um, right. So what, what, where in the world are you from, Kyle? So I live um, in the United States. I, I live in kind of the northern part of the state of Kentucky. And um, I'm originally from the state of Michigan. So that's about six hour, six hour drive north of where I live now. But I moved down to the area I live now about 10 years ago. Ten, uh, I've got some family out in Michigan. So uh, I, I'm, I'm terrible with um, geography of the states. So where is Kentucky in relation to Michigan? So it's pretty much directly south. Um, more or less. And so, um, yeah, I know we were both in the kind of in the Eastern time zone, but, you know, a little bit east of like Chicago and then west of New York City, more oh. or less. <laughs> okay. For those of people that uh, know the map of the United States, there you go. That's where he lives. Right. Um, exactly. Don't ask me any questions about the map of New Zealand because I would not be able to <laughs> talk intelligently about that. <laughs> well, I mean, it, uh, New Zealand's smaller than the uh, smallest state in America. So, I mean, you, you could memorize it in seconds, I'm sure, <laughs> compared to what you used to. Um, so other than living in uh, Kentucky, what, what do you do? Tell us a bit about yourself. So I work as a medical doctor. Um, and so when I was in Michigan, I grew up in Michigan. I went to college and what we call university and medical school there. And then after medical school here in the United States, um, almost all doctors will do what's called a residency. So I moved to the area, actually Southern Ohio, so I live right on the border of the state of Ohio and Kentucky. I live in Kentucky, but I work in Ohio. And um, so I did my residency and fellowship training in, in Ohio, and I currently work at a hospital there. And so I work in the emergency department and then also in the neurointensive care unit. And then I do some work with uh, stroke patients specifically. So that's what I do professionally. That sounds pretty full on. Yeah, I'll be working in a uh, stroke rehabil- rehabilitation ward very soon as a nurse. Uh, just became a registered nurse last year. Very exciting times for me. Yeah, that's great. Finally going to be earning a paycheck, which is <laughs> the most excellent. Um, so, other than being a medical doctor and working in rather intense situations, um, you're a family man, right? Yes, that's right. I've been married for actually be eight, uh, eight years this April. To my wife, uh, we have three children. We have two boys. A uh, boy aged oh, he's almost our oldest is almost six, and then our second son is three. And then we have a daughter who uh, just turned a year last month. So three children. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I'll be joining you in the ranks of having three kids uh, very soon. Uh, in May, I believe, is uh, the due date. So that's quite exciting times. Um, Absolutely. Congratulations. So, like, I guess you know, uh, 
how I came to know you is you have an Instagram page called what's it called again? It's a Catholic Fit Fatherhood or something. That's know. right. Yeah, it's kind of a long name. I realize now. <laughs> I just I just had it. But on it's, my phone. it's just his page. Yeah, Karen. Right. Uh, yeah. So I started that Instagram page about a year and a half ago. And it was started, so I had a personal Instagram page that I still have. Um, and, and through that personal page, I was following a number of other accounts that post primarily, you know, Catholic content. And actually, I remember very distinctly one day when I was getting ready for work, I just kind of occurred to me, well, maybe I could start like a Catholic specific page. And then I started thinking, well, you know, what would it be about? And I was thinking, well, I'm interested in the Catholic faith and the, you know, the relationship with fitness, physical fitness in particular. And also vocations, especially for men with vocations to uh, as fathers, both fathers of families and then you know spiritual fathers, spiritual fatherhood. So that's really how that page started, more or less, mm. um, kind of very suddenly and probably without as much planning as I should have given it initially. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so you had a year and a half ago. So you were you st- you had three kids at this point. Uh, two actually okay. at that point. Okay, so. Yeah. You, you was driving home from work and you thought, you know what, I'm sick of following other people on Instagram. I'm gonna let people follow me. Um, what 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 was the 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 what's like the 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 charism? What's the 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 reason why people should follow that page? So the main theme behind it uh, is the idea of physical fitness being part of a virtuous life. And so I think in many cases people can see physical fitness as something that's just associated with vanity or narcissism or even lust. And I think those, that certainly does occur. And we see plenty of that on platforms of Instagram of fitness pages that have all of those issues for sure, or appear to at least. Um, And so I was really trying to put something out there in that respect that to a certain extent was in my own small way, trying to reclaim physical fitness as part of a virtuous life. That doesn't mean that, and I want to make this point very clearly, I don't think that just by being physically fit, a person is virtuous or successful or any of those things, right? It's a part of that life, um, but it's not the ultimate achievement in that life. And I think that's another issue that I have with some of the other content that's out there that can be presented in such a way of, you know, you have someone who's in great physical shape based on the pictures that they post, but they kind of present that as a just end in and of itself, right? Mm. Um and, uh, and so that's kind of the biggest theme of the page. Um, along with that is also, as I kind of mentioned earlier, the idea of, I also share just a lot of Catholic content in general, devotional content, and particularly that that's more related to masculinity and um, male vocations, uh, particular fatherhood. So I try mm. to focus on that as well. Yeah, because I think, and I think this is a, like a theme that I've seen in most, um, you know, masculine or male-based ministries there is a, a lot of like uh, accountability or like uh, pushing of one another like you know they say iron sharpens iron and all that and i guess because uh, yeah i was scrolling through instagram and i saw one of your posts and i was like oh wow that's that's that really struck me and i was like that that's inspired me to uh um to do more and i thought actually i should probably follow this guy it's called catholic fatherhood i'm, I'm a father i want to be fit <laughs> and i'm catholic so it makes sense <laughs> right and um yeah, and then I've, a lot of the other stories that you post I've seen are um, kind of like the scripture or the prayers and uh, the talking about devotions you're doing or a novena you're about to start. And it's like, again, it's that kind of like, it's one of those things of like, if 
you kind of like it's like oh I, sh- I should probably do something <laughs> you know it's like almost like a, like a gentle kind of calling out of other other men right well that's I, I really appreciate hearing that actually because I think that's a pretty that's a good summary of what I've been trying to do because when you have a page obviously there's a lot of different content that can be shared and um, and there was a period of time actually last year exactly a year ago and we'll talk more about this i know but when i at that time started exodus 90 i quit doing anything with the page for three months and then i actually continued to do basically nothing with the page even for a few months after that and part of the reason was because i was just trying to figure out how can i um you know run this page without having it be uh, frankly a distraction to me right a distraction my spiritual life for my family and um and in the question of can I even go back to the page or should I just kind of drop it, right? That was something mm. that I considered over those few months. And ultimately what I determined is, no, I think I can go back to the page. I think I can have a more healthy balance with it. Um, and a lot of what I share now, some of it is intentional and things that I think about well ahead of time. But a lot of it is just that day to day, like you just mentioned, okay, you know, I was just reminded of this prayer. I just discovered this you know, so devotional meditation, things like that, that it's like, I'm going to put that out there. And if someone finds that to be fruitful for them or inspires them to do, you know, more growth in their spiritual life, I think that's, that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, in some ways, I wish that I shared more fitness specific content. I try to do that some, but I definitely, um, you know, quite honestly, there's obviously time limits and, and things like that. And I don't have a lot of time to be putting together extensive workout routines or anything like that. But I also think that there's plenty of that on Instagram, quite honestly. There's a lot of that type of content yeah. um, that people can already see. So, Yeah, well, I mean, just in this brief like introduction area, we're hitting a lot of things that like kind of want to talk about is like, you know, it's the, the time management, it's the, uh, the, the, the fitness uh, not being a vanity thing, but like the virtue of it. And then, the, you know, how that all incorporates into Exodus 90, but also within fatherhood. Because um, I guess like for me, um, I grew up kind of without a dad. And, I, and so when I became a dad, I was like, right, I'm going to be there for everything. And anyway, I'm going to make sure that, you know, my wife's looked after, my kids are looked after, I'm going to be doing this, this, this. And then I'm like, how do I manage to do anything? You know, <laughs> because right. like it, it just, you know, um, is kids, you know, I don't want to make this sound like a, a bad thing, but the kids just take up your whole life when, when they, you yes. know, and that's just sitting with them in the front room, you know, eventually they, they start to play, you know, on their own or, you know, with each other. But until that point, you know, uh, like, each morning um and stuff it's like they just need to settle into it and then once they've settled into it you can leave them alone but you have to do it right otherwise <laughs> right. they still come and chasing after you and stuff and um and so like fitting a prayer life into that fitting time to go to the gym into that it's like i just feel like you can't um you can't really i i don't i don't know how to to manage all that i mean i've got adhd and dyslexia so time management isn't my greatest strength anyway but uh trying to trying to find a way to fit that in um and this all comes to the program of exodus 90 which evangelion are, are, are kind of running a fraternity this year that i'm leading and uh yeah, so we're trying to promote a bit more, not necessarily just the program, but the ideas of this thing. So uh, you've done Exodus 90 a couple times, haven't you? Right. Yeah, the first time was, um, it'll be three years ago this month, because of course, people can do Exodus 90 different times of the year, but the most popular time are the 90 days leading up to Easter, right? So mm. Easter is the end of the program. And so um, 
three years ago, January of 2019, I saw an email that was sent by through a listserv, a Catholic listserv I was part of. I did not know the people who were doing the program, but they were inviting other men who would be interested in Exodus 90. And in the email, I remember seeing that, you know, Exodus 90 is to grow in prayer, asceticism, the fraternity. And I remember thinking, well, I definitely need to grow in prayer. I definitely need to grow in fraternity. I don't really know what asceticism is, but I probably need to grow in that too, right? Um, I mean, that's really pretty accurate. And so probably without fully considering all of the disciplines, to be honest, I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this. And it was really the first time that I was part of in it of any like established men's group. So mm -hmm. I'm 36 now at the time I was 33. So I was 33 years old. I had been through, you know, college, medical school, residency. I had started my, my kind of full career. I think just that year, um, I was married. I had uh, two children. I mean, I had a lot of things happen in my life, right. And a lot of good things, but I'd never been part of a men's group. Mm. Um, so it was, you know, and obviously we can talk more about the particulars of the program, but it was a really transformative experience for a number of reasons. Mm. And I distinctly remember some of like, at that time, our group was meeting once a week through conference call and once a week in person. And like, I remember the first time one of the guys in the group mentioned Satan and like how Satan affected his life. And I was like, I've never heard anybody. I mean, I was Catholic, right? I'd been to mass, but I'd never heard anybody talk that way about mm. like spiritual warfare. That's just one example, right? Um, so, but yes, Exodus 90 the first time three years ago, and it uh, really is not an exaggeration to say it significantly changed my life. No, yeah, it's crazy because I think, uh, yeah, 2019 is when I started as well. And like, again, we just just bought a house, um, about to have a child, start my degree. And I was like, okay, I need to get my life in order because... Um, I guess I, maybe you can relate to this. Like I've realized like having a kid just made me realize like, oh, wow, my whole life I've been selfish. I've just been thinking about me. And like, I, like when I got married, I was like, whoa, one step removed from just thinking about me. And then like having children is like, oh my gosh, I'm just spending too much money and time on myself. And uh, I, ha I had gotten a bit uh, slobby. It was a bit unfit. And I was like, right, I need to get my life on order. So that's when I started Exodus 90 as well. Um, and I've, I've kind of done it every year since just cause I always get to Advent and I'm like, oh wow, my stomach has gotten considerably bigger and <laughs> I'm not praying as much anymore. <laughs> um, so yeah, it, 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 it is for me, it's one of those things of like, once I, once I do it, I, I, it sets me up for the year. Um, but you, so you started in 2019, how did you find out about it? And like, how did you form a fraternity? Yeah, so the, the way I found out about it was through that email. So the, the email listserv I was part of was through the, um, the group Regnum Christi, which is associated with the, the priests who are in the Legion of Christ. And so Regnum Christi, I had at some point signed up for one of their kind of informational listservs, and someone who was also in Regnum Christi from the area sent an email out saying, hey, I'd like to form you know fraternity for Exodus 90. This is kind of some basics about the program let me know if you're interested. And so I expressed interest. Um, I think initially there were probably, I think if I remember correctly, 10 or 12 men who said they would like to probably do it. And then it ended up being a group of around six who ultimately committed to that. Mm -hmm. But I, I didn't know any of those men. Um, like I said, I was 33. There was another guy in the group who was maybe a year or two younger than me. Most of the men were actually older, uh, anywhere from 15 to 20 years older, which was also something that I would not have, um, kind of like 
chosen on my own or thought would maybe be the right way to go about this Mm -hmm. just because I would have assumed like, oh, I need to have people who are, you know, the same age and state in life as me. But it was really, I mean, the the kind of multi-generational aspect of it too was really great. Um, And so that was 2019. And then I did also do XS90 again in the following two years. So 2020 and 2021. Um, 2020 was, was kind of interrupted in many ways by COVID, as you might imagine. I think the second and third time were also beneficial, although I think the first time was probably the most fruitful. Um, And likely just because so much of it was new to me at that time. And I felt like our fraternity was the strongest that first time. Oh, very good. Very good. Yeah. I've always found that the fraternity aspect is the most difficult. Um, I don't know if it's just because in Auckland, everything's just, we're, we're basically living on like 50 volcanoes. So everything's uphill and like it's, it's, it's spread out weirdly and it's difficult to get people together and stuff. But like, I've always found that that was the most difficult. And we, we managed to do that quite successfully last year. Uh, but then COVID ruined, ruined that for us. Um, but yeah, so like I and like especially now in this COVID world with all the different variants, it's like okay, it's, it's looking like it's gonna have to be an online thing, the, the meetups at least. Um, so right. um, yeah, uh, yeah, I would like to say a little bit more though, because about fraternity, um, because I think you're kind of alluding to the the difficulty in finding a fraternity, and that is very real. Right. And I kind of fell into the one I was part of, like I said, just through being invited through this email and they were all men that I did not know. But um, but it can be difficult for a lot of men to find uh, other guys to do this program with. And if you're in that situation, you are definitely not alone. In fact, I would say you may be in the majority. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of the issues, you know, I think XS90 have a lot of respect for the program. But one of the issues I've had with it, at least from my perspective, there seems to almost be this assumption that men do just have other guys that they can do this program with. It's like, Oh, just get your friends and do this program. Yeah. It's like, yeah. well, I don't have any friends that I feel like <laughs> I could do this program with. Right. Like, and, and I, and, and I have noticed on the XS 90 Facebook page, I don't look at it a lot, but the times I have, it's very frequently men saying I have no one to do this program. Does anybody want to form a virtual group, even if that means we're on opposite sides of the world? I think that local groups are definitely the best, but if yeah. that's not an option, a virtual group can also be, um, you know, can be fruitful. I think yeah. the, the real key is just having people who are committed. And I think that commitment is more likely if it's someone that you see in real life. Yeah. Yeah. Day to day life at, at mass and, and that yeah, type yeah. Of thing. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, because uh, not last year, but the year before, I decided, okay, we're going to make it so that it's, uh, I want I wanted the fraternity to be successful. So what I decided to do was uh, say, okay, we're meeting up after mass. We're, if you're doing Exodus 90 with us, you're going to mass at this church. And after after mass, we're going to meet up and have our, our fraternity meeting, which meant pretty much every week we got our fraternity meeting with a, with a full complement. But I came to realize it's like okay that's taking up our whole sunday and like i feel like mm-hmm. as again as a family man you know it's like i should be spending this time with my family rather than saying okay wife go and spend some time over there with the children and the the exodus widows as we call them um <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah and then so the, the last year i was like okay we're meeting up on a tuesday we're gonna on tuesday nights we're gonna meet up and we're gonna um because then it's like it's actually making it a part of our life because I felt like doing it on a Sunday was making it too easy. Because like, okay, I'm already going here. I might as well do this thing. Right, uh, and right, right. Whereas the whole thing about Exodus is it's about to be meant to change your life. And so uh, we're going to see what we're going to do this year. Uh, <laughs> but like, yeah, that's that's what I um 
found was most uh, useful. Uh, well, I found it was a really good element of it, but it did mean that like meeting up was a bit difficult because every so often uh, someone would forget it's on Tuesday night or um, they'd worked really hard during the day and they couldn't, it was exhausted or something. And then, um, right. yeah, with the physical meetups, we again, we had someone, we had two guys and they were probably the most committed guys. And they, tra- they traveled like 30 minutes each way to come to the... Uh, the meeting which in america isn't isn't far but in, in new zealand that's, that's a long way <laughs> it's like maybe even 40 minutes they were traveling all the way from east auckland to west auckland for these meetups and um so they're traveling right across the city but they they came but like it was just it was just another difficulty and uh like another another hurdle to leap um but yeah i right. think the fraternity is that is every element is essential in its own way um would you would, would you say so yeah, I would say so. And in the program, you know, the way the the daily kind of because um, for those who aren't familiar, there's the 90 days of reflections as you go through the book of Exodus. The the big idea is that, you know, as the as you know, there was the enslavement in the in the Exodus from that, we are also enslaved to sin, right? Um, and so our freedom from sin and, and this 90 day process of, of becoming free from our sins. Of course, we're not going to be completely sinless when we do this, but moving forward in that direction. Right. Mm. Um, and as part of that, there's also all of these ascetical practices, which is giving up many things. For example, giving up all social media, watching TV, watching movies, um, uh, you know, you're supposed to fast twice a week, not eat between meals, not eat desserts, not drink alcohol. You're supposed to take cold showers. So there's a whole list of things mm. that you do, right? And um, the fr- in which you had just mentioned though about the fraternity aspect, I do think it's very important. And the Exodus program actually says, don't try to do this on your own. In other words, this is intense enough that you really should not do this on your own. You're mm. not even try to because you need the support of other men. I mean, you obviously there's the goal to grow in fraternity but there's also the support that you need um to get through these kind of practices Mm. that may be quite a shock to your system depending on you know what you have been and have not been doing in your normal life Mm. and and so one of the things i would say related to that is one of the challenges is okay what happens when the fraternity doesn't kind of live up to that idea Mm. right um especially so you have your fraternity you also have one person who is your anchor one man who so the two of you are the anchors of each other that you're supposed to check in with that anchor actually every day mm. um and i think if that happens that's fantastic in my experience that doesn't really happen right yeah, yeah. so um i think just going into it with kind of realistic expectations and not becoming discouraged if things yeah. don't you know yeah go maybe ideally you can still definitely have a lot of benefit from it yeah. a recent a recent analogy to uh like i mean doing exodus 90 or something but also like the idea of um combating sin uh just came to me and i was thinking it's a lot like uh potty training we've just gone through that with our um she's almost three um our eldest and when i went into that i was like okay i've read the book and now <laughs> we're just gonna take the nappies off and she's gonna she's not gonna pee on the floor at all it's gonna be great i know what to do <laughs> and Oh my gosh, it was the most stressful point in my life because it's like every time uh, she she didn't go to she didn't go in the toilet, I, I counted it as like a personal failure. It's like I'm not doing this right, <laughs> right. <laughs> and it was stressing me out until I came to realization. It's like, wait a minute, this is gonna happen. She doesn't know how to go to the toilet. She's never been to the toilet before. 
why would I expect that she'd do it perfect the first time and never be on the floor? I'm just putting way too much right. on myself. So instead what I did was it's like, okay, put waterproof cheating all over the floor, just like in the main play area, and mitigate as much as possible. But when, when she does go on the floor, analyze the situation. It's like, okay, how could I have done this better? Talk to her about it, reflect on it, and then don't do it the next time. And then when she goes on the toilet, it's the most... That's the most amazing feeling in the world uh, for you guys who aren't fathers. And you've probably been through this three times, uh, but uh, yeah, like that. I just think of that, like with the excess night, it's like okay, the fraternity's not working out. It's like oh, I'm not doing it right. I'm not doing it right. Or oh, I, my right. shower was too warm. Or I, I had a, I had milk in my coffee. Or I watched TV for a second. It's like yeah, okay, you did. So how can we, you know, what's the waterproof sheet we need to put down? And, what was the things that led up to this and um right. you're just going to be right. which is which is you know a skill that we continue to use past the program for all mm-hmm. sorts of sins right i mean that's kind of the as you're talking i'm thinking about the whole idea of like the daily examine and, and not just i mean there's the examination of conscience and then the kind of more ignatian examine but in both cases you're thinking through at least your day and where did you fall short and kind of what led to that and what could you change in the future right and obviously mm-hmm. this is you know, continues to be a struggle and a work in progress our entire life. But, um, but hopefully there's some progress there, right? Like mm, hopefully, mm, you know, not yeah. perfection, but yeah. And I like, think, um, no, sorry, go ahead. And like, you need to like analyze your, your situation. Like, it's like, ah, oh, I failed miserably then. It's like, yeah, but it also just in like a 12 hour shift. So, you know, give yourself a break, you know, or like, you right. know, you, you've just, you just, you know, moved house or you've just had a really stressful time and, you know, you just need to pick your battles, you know? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess I was just thinking we didn't really say, bef- you know, I kind of just left it at, oh, if you can't find a fraternity, you're not alone. I was thinking what other kind of advice or ideas could I give? Um, the virtual fraternity is one that I mentioned, but also I think just thinking about ways that if, if a man is in that situation listening to this, like ways that you can get involved locally maybe even outside of exodus 90 right you're thinking oh i need to do exodus 90 this year but maybe instead um you know you go to another catholic men's group that exists at your parish or if it's not at your parish maybe it exists somewhere else in the diocese right um for me it was a little bit opposite of that where exodus 90 came first and then i engaged in other groups locally for example like i mentioned our kind of um local slash regional Regan Christie group mm. actually really in the parish I just started going to a men's group there even in the past couple months so for me it was maybe a little bit backwards um in that sense but you know there's different kind of situations for different people well yeah because again I think it's it's not something that we think of I don't know if it's a bloke thing or it's just you know our generation thing where life's so busy uh especially when you start a family everything's just go 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 you 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 don't really think about like you know or like you don't feel like you have the time to meet up with people or start a group or get involved in a group because then it's like that's taking away from my time already um yes. which is already so precious but one of the things that i found with exodus night is i actually had a lot more time because i wasn't wasting time scrolling through my phone or trying to watch an entire series of suits or whatever i'm watching on netflix or i'm actually spending less time in the shower you know because it's freezing right yeah, exactly because <laughs> it's super uncomfortable right <laughs> so uh you know you actually have that free time and then it makes life a lot easier um but yeah it is it is one of those things like 
I you know I I read a fact somewhere that like apparently adults um, or, or men typically don't have any other friends. Uh, it used to be they had like five extra friends, but now you're considered like lucky if you have three. Uh, but most people mm-hmm. maybe have one or no no people that they would actually call a friend. They've got lots of acquaintances or people that they work with, but no one that's actually like a friend. Exactly. And that you exactly. know that, that struck me. I was like, man, I think I maybe have two if uh, you know, because like again life's so busy and everyone moves away and this and that and the other right and so like, right and um, i think um yeah yeah that topic right there i think we could do a whole and again i'm not an expert on this stuff but just from what i've read um i think we could do a whole podcast on that or maybe even multiple podcasts on the whole like male friendship issue because mm. i didn't mention this but a little bit more of my story is that i mentioned i did exodus 90 when i was 33 when i was 31 so two years before that, I actually realized kind of just what you just said, that I did not have friends. I mean, yes, I had acquaintances, I had coworkers, I had people I knew who my fam- through my family, but as far as having actual close friends, I didn't have any. And for about two years, I went about um, thinking about that and considering that more from a secular standpoint, and I really didn't make much progress until that two years later when I started Exodus 90. Mm. So for me... Um, you know, the, the kind of realization and, and desire to have closer friendships is what ultimately kind of led me more into the faith. And now obviously I see that it's not just about friendships, right? It's about trying to authentically live mm-hmm. Catholic faith despite our shortcomings, but that is what kind of led me into the faith more seriously. Mm. Um, well, yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe we could do an episode. I'll keep in touch with you. Maybe we could do an episode on Catholic friendships. Cause I think it'd be a really good topic. Again, it's one of those things that People probably haven't thought about, but as we're mentioning, maybe they're like, "Oh wow, I I don't have any friends," <laughs> you know. Um, so right. maybe we could we could go into that another time. But because what we're going to be talking about right now, and we've we've laid the f- groundwork, and again we've mentioned everything we I want to bring up later is how as a father, especially a father of three, um, how do you actually manage to do Exodus ninety? How does your wife feel about it? Uh, does it did she find it like really affected? Um, like time with you because i know like the first time i did it it's like often in an evening my wife and i would say oh what should we watch something and then all of a sudden that's taken away it's like so what do we do now and uh, right. <laughs> it's like you know if if uh how does it affect like running a family how does it affect like living in a family because obviously going out to fraternity meetings and changes things so um mm-hmm. how did you find it as a how did you manage to fit it into your family life So I think that um, I probably did not go about it the right way because as I mentioned earlier, I don't think I was personally up to speed on all of the disciplines and requirements when I started. And I know my wife definitely was not. That is not the correct way to do it. The correct way to do it is to sit down with your wife and say, hey, this is the list of things that we're supposed to do. And, um, and, you know, for different people, some of them may be like, oh, that's no big deal. We don't do that anyways. And others are going to be like, wow, really? We're not going to, like you said, watch TV or we're not going to you know, drink alcohol or that type of thing. Um, So I think that having that initial discussion, and that's something that's actually like explicitly recommended and and almost kind of um, mandated, if you will, by the Exodus 90 leadership of like, you need to do this, you need to let your spouse know and make sure that you're on the same page. And again, maybe it's not the right time for various reasons, right? Mm. Maybe you should do Exodus 90 a few months later or whatever. Um, and then within that, there is also some flexibility, right? Like they give an example of if it's your anniversary, have a glass of wine. Like this isn't like you have to, you know, obviously you can't be making those excuses all the time, but for truly like special occasions, it's okay. 
is from a time standpoint, I think a lot of it is what you mentioned before about, yes, something like fraternity meetings may take more time. Um, the daily readings and prayer may take time that you weren't dedicating before. But I think most men will find that by giving up, especially social media, TV, movies, they have a lot of extra time. And the time that they have with their family um, is just much more genuine and engaged, right? And this is something I still struggle with, right? I mean, my, my youngest, um, my daughter right now, it's just turned one. She's in the stage where you have to, I mean, she's adorable, but you have to follow her almost everywhere, right? Yeah. She's in that stage where she's a complete danger to herself all the time, right? <laughs> yes. And so, you know, I'm following her around and it's like, she kind of stops for one minute and starts playing with something. And what do I do? I take a I, you know, sigh and I pick up my phone. Right. And, yeah. and scroll yeah. through something. So like there, we all struggle with that type of thing, that type of distraction or disassociation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and if you're really going to genuinely give that up, you're, you're supposed to with excess 90. I think that experience is super valuable and you'll probably find that you're actually even more present and engaged mm. with your, with your family. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cause uh, I think one, one thing that I've done like since excess 90 is I've, I've started reading like actual books, not like a, like on a Kindle or anything. Which I find that the kids are less the the less engaged, more, less inclined to start trying to interfere with. I mean, they will eventually initially, but eventually they'll get bored because the, the pages don't move. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so and that makes me more present because I find that you know it's almost as though like when you're on your phone, like it sucks you in and you, you're, yes. you're you're completely there. Whereas I find with a book, I'm, I'm a, I, I can always have one ear or one eye somewhere else. Um, but yeah, yeah I, I completely get that like. Uh, our second oldest um she's yeah she turned one at christmas eve and uh, the other day me and my wife were both tired and i was like you know what i'm just gonna have a cup of tea and a biscuit and uh you know uh jemima had gone down for a nap so we'll, she's just potting around it's fine i put my tea my cup of tea down i turn around to go and grab something i turn back and lucille's grabbed the tea and she's thrown it across the room. I'm like, how did you even get there? You were you were over there. <laughs> and like in the time it took me to turn around and get back, she she destroyed everything. And I was like, I just can't deal with this right now. But again, I guess I was a bit if I was a bit more present. It probably wouldn't happen. And you know, it's definitely a learning curve. And praise God, she didn't get burnt by the tea. But <laughs> right, right, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's it is stressful. It's really yeah, it's really difficult. And in having kids, it um it definitely you know bring some humility with it, right? Because despite really trying our best, there's still exactly things like that that happened to everybody. Um, and I think the another thing that came to mind about Exodus 90 is just how the experience can differ. So if you think about like being a single guy, like who gives up all of these things, then maybe mm. that guy would be more likely to spend more time engaging with, you know, friends or going to groups or just spending more time at home, like quietly reading if he's not watching TV, not in social media, whereas someone like us who's married with young kids would be more engaged with their family. So I think giving that, you know, obviously you can't really predict kind of how you're going to react until you get there, but giving that some thought about like, okay, you know, if I'm not doing these things, what else am I going to be doing? What else do I want to prioritize? Mm. And um, a lot of that's going to, you know, depend or somewhat be affected by your state in life, married yeah. versus yeah. single and that type of thing. Yeah. I think, you know, prioritizing is, is, is the key. Uh, I kind of, kind of get issue that I want to pull apart because with the whole thing of like not using your phone as much, that's a good thing. Cold showers, it doesn't really affect the family. Um, praying more maybe. 
And so like the praying more, um, the 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 fitness aspect of it, uh, and uh, yeah. then the fraternity meeting. These are all things that you need to carve out time for, and especially if you're going to go to be going to the gym, um, or um, or even just in your own house. It's like it's like how do you manage to do that? Because like when, uh, when I first did it, it's like it's fine. I can just wake up before everybody in the house and I can do a workout. But now my eldest, she wakes up at 5.30. And I'm like, does that mean I have to wake up at 4 to just go for a workout? And so, like, you know, I had this beautiful routine. It's like, yeah, I'll just wake up early. I do half an hour of prayer. I'll do half an hour of working out. And then everything will go smoothly. But now, you know, now I get woken up three times a night. My alarm goes off at 6 to wake up. And I've already been woken up by my first kid. And I'm like, okay, so I just, do I just shove them into the garage and I'll just do a workout and I'll take them out afterwards. Or it's like, how do you manage that? Um, because obviously right. with yourself, you, 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 you do go to the gym and like fitness is a big part of your, your life already. Yeah. And, um, and I, I think to answer that, there's a few things. Number one, I'm definitely not perfect at this management. Okay. To be honest, I've had, in fact, just recently, my wife and I had a discussion about, again, you know, what we had to do that day and am I going to the gym and I'm, am I not? So there have definitely been times where I have, to be completely honest, probably prioritized going to the gym too much. Right. And that was something that was more reasonable before I had kids, but not as much now. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I also need to work on kind of being flexible in that regard. But I think that a lot of it really does come down to more very intentionally prioritizing. Now, some people may still be in really difficult situations where they're like, I just literally do not know when I could possibly get away. Right. Um, and in that, you know, that may be a situation for a period of time in life. But I think for many others, there are things, other things that they are doing. And I would go so uh, like other things they are doing, things that are taking up time that they probably could give up instead of something like going to the gym. And I guess I would be even more specific and, and be very intentional about even writing down, like, what will you give up? Not like, what could you give up? But like, what are you going to give up? Like, mm. So you say, okay, I'm not going to, like, one example, when I started going to more Catholic men's groups, because um, I have some now that are like once a month, um, for example, or a call I do sometimes every other week, I quit going to um, a golf league. Like I had been part of this golf league. It was a fairly, you know, it was a nice time, but I quit going to it. And it was because, okay, I'm going to stop doing this so I can do this other thing, right? Mm. Um, that's just one example and maybe kind of even a silly example, but for something like the gym, uh, you know, just kind of really going through your day and monitoring yourself for a while and seeing where you can fit that in. And, and, and here's the thing, I think, not just saying, oh, I'm going to fit it in, but I'm going to give something else up and replace mm. it with that. Mm, yeah, that's really cool. It's you like know, intentionally living. So like, I mean, uh, I remember there's this uh, like quote from like Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's talking about the time management. It's like you, you, you sleep for you work for eight hours you sleep for what six hours out of 24 hours you've still got this much time left so that's that's your time what are you doing with it and it's like wow that's a lot of time what am i doing with it oh yeah i'm scrolling to my phone watching netflix or i'm, I'm, I'm indulging <laughs> right. in like uh, like i'm going to this thing that i don't really need to go to and what what's feeding right. me what's making me grow and I think it's also important to be honest about our specific situation in life, both personally and professionally. For example, my job is, you know, at times quite demanding, but I also have a, a schedule that I have many more weekdays off than most people would. 
um, because I'm scheduled. There's a lot of weekdays or even weekends when I'm not, if I'm not scheduled to be at the hospital, then I can pretty much organize my time how I want to, right? And there's people that have a five day of a week job that they can't go to the gym. Like I really like to go to the gym um, just before, or just after lunch. There's a lot of people that can't do that, right? Um, another situation in my life is my wife, um, she used to work as a accountant auditor, really more of an auditor. She doesn't work now. So that's obviously another thing that I don't have to balance that other people may have to balance, mm -hmm. right? With like, mm -hmm. um, their spouse working. So that's why I think it's, it's, you know, kind of dishonest and, and potentially even harmful for me to sit here and say, well, do this and do this and do this. But someone else says, well, yeah. I'm not, my life isn't like his, you know, my wife works or like, I'm still in school or I have to be at work eight to five, five days a week, you know, all sorts of mm, things like mm, that. Mm. Um, yeah, that's a real tough one, eh? Because I, I, I feel the same way. Um, it's like the answer is simple, but it ain't easy. It's kind of like, okay, if you, if you want to live this certain way of life, you just need to live, you need, just need to adjust your life so you can live that way. And that might mean living on one income it's like well that's not possible all the time and so like okay right. then we'll, we'll, we can't do that and it's like so you can't so like again it's simple it's like okay just live on one income just just take the make the sacrifice and i think but i think the answer isn't um this rule or this way of doing things but it's the concept of of sacrifice it's like what am i willing to say what can i sacrifice and then maybe take it a step further it's like it's like what like how far can i push that so like okay maybe you can't live off two uh one income but can you live off one and a half and but that's again this is all right. personal discussions that you've got to have with you within your family and then it's like you know you might be willing to live off one income but it's the rest of your family <laughs> and i think this is right, the whole thing right. with exodus is like i'm willing to take on this whole program that's going to take me 90 days it's going to do these things i will definitely do that it's going to make me super holy brilliant i will do that it's like yeah but you're not doing that your family's doing that and uh, I remember uh, a good priest friend of mine saying uh, when he was talking about giving things up for Lent, it's like, make sure your mortification doesn't become other people's mortification. And he tells a story about how he gave up coffee um, one Lent and when he was in a Dominican community and they made a rule that he's no, never allowed to give up coffee again. <laughs> <laughs> and I think we, do, we don't see how grumpy we are sometimes. And uh, it's not us as the yes. problem, it's everyone else that's being annoying. Um so yeah, it's like right. with a family life, that's so much more intense because, you know, your children aren't being annoying. They're being a three-year-old, you know, and it's like, that's just, they don't have a concept yes. of other almost. And so like, they can't not be annoying. So you just need to say, okay, you know what? I'm going to give up what I'm doing right now and I'm going to be there. And I suppose that's the situation with asking you like, okay, sit down and really think, okay, how do I, how do I want, what do I want my life to look like? How do I want to live my life? What do I want to fit in my life? And what do I have to give up? What can I give up for that? Um, right, exactly. I, you know, I just heard someone a few days ago talking at a meeting. Um, this person is now actually running for a political position. And he said, he's like, well, you don't know me from politics, but the reason is because I spent all of these years raising my kids. I wasn't involved in politics. And I, I really respect that, right? Like, like, I don't know him well enough to know how accurate that is about his life. But the point being of like recognizing your situation in life, your current situation, and what you can do and what you can't do, right? And maybe, you know, in five years, 10 years, things will be different and you can prioritize different things to a certain extent. Um, and it's also the reason why, as I kind of mentioned earlier, I think 
being aware of kind of who you're taking advice from, right? right. Um, because this is another issue I have with the 22 year old super jack guy on Instagram who is trying to tell everybody how to live. And it's like, yeah, you're in great shape. You also are single with no kids, yeah, right? Um, not probably somebody who can give me a lot of advice about how to manage my time, to be quite honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember um, this was a while ago when I was working at the chaplaincy. Um, it was a day in the life of Jason Everett. And I was like, oh, cool. I might be able to take a few things. And he's like, I wake up, go and play basketball with the guys, come back, have a shower, get the kids ready for school. And then I start reading for this. And then I go to the gym again. And I'm like, oh, yeah, his job is to be a Catholic speaker. So unless he's speaking at a venue, he, he can just structure his life. Whereas I have to turn up to work, right. you know? And it's so like, it's like, okay, Jason, <laughs> thank you very much. <laughs> right. Well, but you know, but that's, it's, it's funny, but at the same time, think about how much time people spend, especially through social media now, like watching the lives of like celebrities. Right. Mm. And, um, it's complete. I mean, there's many issues with that, but one of them is kind of just what you mentioned is that their day to day, like requirements of life are just so disconnected from an average person. Mm. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, it's, uh, there's a lot there for sure. I, as I was thinking about the different disciplines too, because I think someone may be thinking, I thought this at one point, like, Oh, you're looking at this whole list of things that you're required to give up or extra things you're, you're supposed to do. Maybe I'm just going to do a couple of them, right? Maybe I'll just give up social media or I'll just give up <laughs> TV. I think that there could definitely be benefit in that. That would kind of be more of the traditional, I'm going to give something up for Lent. Mm. But I also want to point out, I think there's definitely benefit in doing kind of the more intense route that Exodus 90 has you do. Yeah. Because when you push all of that out at the same time, you really get more of a view of what you may want to or not let back in your life later. Okay? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. In all of those different areas. Right. And you say, wow, well, I really think, you know, I kind of miss watching TV for half an hour a night. But you know what? Facebook, like what a waste of time. Like I'm not going back to that at all. Yeah. And something like that can be super healthy. Mm. Um, like you mentioned at the beginning, I have this Instagram page, but I'll say now I'm in a much better place of kind of being, again, to use that word intentional, logging on, looking at something, not just mindlessly scrolling, mm. not looking at the search slash explore page where they're obviously showing you content to try to pull you in. Right. Um, you know, so I don't know if I would have realized that if I hadn't taken that prolonged step away. Yeah, yeah. From that, that's program. one of the real beautiful, like, um, things that I've gained out of Exodus 90 is, like, learning to use these things rather than be used by them. Um, exactly. And it's, 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 it's again, it, it, it's as simple as having one of those minds which is like, oh, wow, this is a tool, not a a lifestyle this is a phone i don't need to this is meant for calling people on i don't need to use it for everything um right and then once you think about it that way it's like okay i can, I can alter so many other things um around it um but yeah for me exodus 90 definitely was a scaffolding thing like the first time i did it didn't read the instructions just went just read they said it said it practicing and kept in, in touch with one friend that was my anchor and i completed it and it was incorrect but I, I learned from it and then the second year i you know i tried a fraternity and it's like oh wow there's heaps of stuff i didn't actually read about and it answers all these questions and then each year i've done it a bit better a bit better a bit better it's so like yeah i i'm very much in favor of the whole dive in and and mess it up but you know learn about what you did wrong because i think there is something about 
it was something you said this again this isn't about completing it i got i got a plus plus on the xs90 it's about saying okay i started xs90 and i did xs90 but also being wise enough to say um you know what i can't do this right now um like i last year i did it and we like just had a newborn and that was a bad idea but i was too far into it so we did a whole we did the whole 90 days um so um but yeah i think uh then then maybe taking it as inspiration is that okay this year i'm gonna do i'm gonna try and go off my phone for lent and see if i can do that and if i can the next year i'll do exodus 90 um right because it's about it's about a lifestyle it's not about you know ticking a box um Although the well, app now has boxes that you can tick. Oh, really? <laughs> Actually, the last last year when I did it uh, for the first time, I used the book. I decided I wanted to have the book instead of using the app, um, which is the same thing. It's just in printed form. But mm. um, um, yeah, in, in the different disciplines too, those that you struggle with, obviously there's a lot to learn there. For example, for me, one of the most difficult was fasting. So I have been involved in you know, going to the gym on a regular basis for a number of years, but part of that, especially a few years ago, um, I've always kind of had a naturally fast metabolism. It's hard for me to gain weight, gain muscle. So I got in the habit of eating frequently, right? And if I'm honest, in my mind, I was kind of afraid not to. It's like, well, if I fast, if I don't eat like every few hours, I'm going to lose weight, all this. Um, and, and the flip side of that was my anchor who probably didn't really go work out that much. And he would admit that. But he was all about the fasting and he would text me every fasting day and be like, are you fasting? How's the fasting going? And I, and I would be honestly so annoyed because I'd be like, oh, like I'm struggling with the fasting and he's like calling me out for it, you know? Um, but now did I fast exactly how I should have in Exodus 90? No. But do I fast more now than I ever did before? Yes. Mm. And quite, and I realize now that yeah, I'll probably, I don't know, maybe I'll lose muscle from it. Maybe I'll gain muscle. Who knows? But I'm still going to do it because it's the important thing to do from a spiritual um, in just, you know, mortification, et cetera. Like it's important for all those reasons. It's not just all about how much muscle yeah. I have or don't have. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that'd be really interesting. I'd, I'd love, to, love to have you back on to talk about like fitness because, you know, it's one of those things that I'm, I try to be into, but again, I'm very disorganized um so like yeah but like there is that whole element of like gaining muscle and then there's the whole vanity conversation but as you said your your, yes. your instagram page is about the virtue of it and we need to get to terms with what the virtue is because like as we're entering into exodus 90 some of the guys in my my frat is like like the sending out videos it's like okay well, like there's these youtube videos of people debunking what what is a, a fit body and like saying about like people that on Instagram, but they're actually using steroids, so obviously that's not a fit mm. body. And then there's people that are like overweight, but they're actually way fitter than people that aren't, uh, or they look overweight, but the people way fit than people that have a six pack and all that. Um, but yeah, we're coming to the end, and we actually have a few questions from people that do listen to the podcast, so I thought we'd try and address Great. a few of those. Um, so, um, as you, you met Lindsley, that was a uh, on on the call before you before we started this and she was asking about the um she's doing fiat 90 which is like a female version of this and she was talking about looking at the disciplines as rules to become to uh to do is like how do you get yourself out of the mindset of these are rules i need to uh i need to do the rules and it's not about changing yourself it's about you know following the law 
Right. I, yeah, I, I'm thinking back now because we did talk. I talked to her just about an hour ago. I'm not sure my answer was that coherent or that, um, that good. Um, I think part of it is, first of all, and I wish I would have asked her this, like, are there, is it kind of just the list in general? Is it that the list is too long or is it specific things that a person feels like, well, that's just ridiculous. I don't want to give that up, you know, because I think those are all kind of different situations. I would say the main benefit is what I mentioned earlier of, yes, this is maybe definitely going to be more intense than you would do as part of a normal life, but take heart in the fact that there is benefit in kind of throwing all this stuff out at the same time, starting from a clean slate to a certain extent, and then being enter, able to enter back into um, you know, once the program is over, hopefully in a more healthy way. And I think that's just, it's much kind of stronger and more efficient than saying, well, I'm going to give these things up one at a time. Um, because I think there's also the component of compensation. Like if you give up social media, do you then just watch TV more or versa, right? So the program kind of, again, if you're going to be honest about it, forces you to stop all of that. Um, and, uh, and, but, but I, I understand there's still a component of, Kind of feeling like they're just rules the other thing i'll say is and this also relates to you know fitness we can hopefully talk about another time but also just really looking at your life and saying well where do i sacrifice and and where do i have mortification or what some people might call ordered suffering right because i think that's what fasting can be that's what physical fitness can be um and some people may have that through for example their job if they do physical labor but a lot of people don't mm. right like a lot mm. of us don't really have as much of that kind of labor as we used to um, in jobs. And so there's definitely benefit there too. Yeah, yeah. So I guess, yeah, it's about that using the time of reflection to actually reflect on like, why am I doing this? What is this? Right. What is this doing in my life? Right. Like, why is it difficult to, to give up, you know, this thing, social media that didn't even exist until whenever it was 15 yeah. years ago or 20 yeah. years, you know, like obviously people lived for a very long time without it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, where we've got another question here from uh, our friend Jervis. He's, we've kind of, we kind of talked about this already, but I guess maybe if we could do like a an abridged version. It's like, how do you balance the tasks that Exodus Night demands with a family and spending time with your wife? So I guess focus more on that. Like, how do we spend time with our wives and children during this time? Um, mm -hmm. You know, what's what's some tips? Well, well, you kind of hit on some of this before. That to be clear, the extra things that Exodus Night will require would be the meetings which could be one or two times a week. So the meetings, the prayer, which is 20 to 60 minutes a day. And then, um, and then what else am I missing? I just had something else in my mind. I was, um, oh, the exercise, I guess for some people, like if they're not going to the gym, then that would be extra. And I think that's still like three days a week. They may recommend that. Mm -hmm. So I think looking at that and saying, okay, you know, the prayer is 20 minutes a day. The gym is three or four hours a week. The fraternity meetings are two hours a week. Um, and all, if you add all of that up, it probably won't be more than six or seven hours a week, right? Mm. So I, I do, it is extra time, but I don't want that to be kind of, um, you know, too emphasized. Um, but to answer the question that was just posed, I would really encourage the person just to go to sit down with their wife and say, these are the things that are required. I think I could go to the gym at this time, you mm. know. I normally watch TV after the kids are in bed. I'll go to the gym then, or that's when our fraternity meeting will be or what have you. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I think I suppose it's also a balance of when you are with your family, making the most of that time so that when you're absent, it's not really felt. Because like, say like you're sat, your family are all sat around and you're scrolling through your phone. You're there, but you're not there. So then exactly. when you're gone, it feels like you weren't there in the first place, but you were physically there. So we, if you're, if you're, 
physically there, you're inter- interacting with them, and then they say, okay, I've had enough of you. Good, because I need to go to a meeting. Uh, so then, you know, I guess that that's an element, I suppose. But yeah, you definitely need to talk to your wife about this. You know, look through the app, go through the rules and stuff, and sit down with your wife and say, this is what I'm going to be doing. Uh, are you okay with that? And if she says no, you gotta you got to say no, you know? Right, yes, exactly. If there's a, right, exactly. If there's a good reason not to do it now, then, then that's certainly... You know, this isn't something that is, I think it can be extremely beneficial to do this, but it's not like it's a requirement, right? Especially not to do it right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he has a follow-up question of, did, did you, what struggles did you find and what challenges did you come across uh, regarding your family uh, and Exodus 90? So actually, to be honest with you, that wasn't as much of an issue. And I think the reason is because I was already going to the gym Um mm. You know, so that time was about the same. The prayer was a little bit more, but again, it was, you know, and especially the first time I did the program, I probably didn't dedicate as much time to prayer as I should have. So that was an extra 20, 30 minutes a day, but that was more kind of on my time, right? Um, later in the day when the kids were in bed or that type of thing. And then the fraternity meetings did take up time. So I guess thinking back, that was a little bit of a struggle to just uh, balance that with the schedule of the family and make clear to my wife, okay, you know, we would like to meet at these times. Does that work? Um but the meetings were never more than two hours a week, even if it was two meetings when we did the program the first time. So it wasn't a lot of time. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I suppose when you're doing maybe with traveling, you know, maybe three hours, including traveling or something like that. But yeah, that's that's the whole problem I find with like going to gym is like, I feel if I'm going to gym, I need to spend a good amount of time there. But then if it's like half an hour each side, then that's adding an extra hour onto everything that um, we're doing. Um, Right. Another question here from my friend Gino. Um, he said, "How has it uh, has it changed anything within your family after like your life before Exodus and after Exodus? How has uh, what are the benefits? What are the not benefits uh, that you found from from Exodus ninety that has carried through into your into your family life?" Yeah, I think it's definitely changed my kind of ongoing. Um, involvement in men's groups as i mentioned so that continues to be something that takes up time but it's it's become i think more clear in our family now that that's a priority and and like i mentioned earlier i've given other things up for example going to play golf once a week for a few hours to make time for those other things and it's not Mm. really making time but it's just the idea of prioritizing so i'd say that would be one thing kind of more of an intentional ongoing fraternity And then um, the other would be my relationship with social media in particular. So I never was really watching much TV or movies or that type of thing, even before Exodus, Mm -hmm. but I was doing more scrolling through social media, spending more time there. And I'm definitely doing that less. Um, And then the other way it's changed my family, you know, my my children are too young to be involved in a whole lot at this point in their life, uh, as far as groups and that type of thing. Um, But my involvement in Catholic men's group has kind of led to my wife's involvement in Catholic women's groups also. Mm, um, very good. That And that's, again, one of those, another topic for another day, but that's something that, um, you know, I'm not trying to overstate my importance, but I will, I think it's, it's fairly clear that it kind of happened in that direction. And she probably wouldn't have pursued those opportunities if I hadn't first, at least not at that time. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I well, one of the questions we actually have from someone else is asking like, how has this? What does your wife think of it, and how is it? Uh, how has it affected her? Or I mean, maybe you can't speak for her, but like you know, as you say, she's going to um, 
women's groups more? Um, is there anything else that she does? Right. So I think having that, well, just being more involved with, like I said, those faith-based groups and um, because that's something that as, as men, especially as fathers, like, especially for those who have children who are older, um, setting that example, right? Being able to, and obviously we can't control the things that our kids do, but we can set an example to say, okay, you know, my dad goes to these groups. Like, why does he go to these groups? Why is this important mm. to him? What kind of friendships does he have through that? Right. right. And yeah. my oldest is five now, but if I'm honest, one of my main motivations in all of this beyond just kind of my own desire to grow in the faith, one of my main motivations is to have that experience and have some of those virtuous friendships that hopefully can benefit my sons and my daughter, but you know, particularly my sons as they get older. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. It's about that living, live, living that witness. So it's like, I always feel that when you're teaching people, you, people learn, don't always learn through, say, okay, you do this. And then they say, okay, that's not what I do. And that's what I'm going to do. But they see you. It's like, okay, how do I interact? Like teaching people manners. Uh, it's like, you don't say, now you have to say please and thank you all the time. Whenever you, whenever you get, want something, you say please. Whenever you get something, you say thank you. You can say that by all means. But if you're not, giving them something to mirror they're never going to do it and i think that 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 goes across with like faith as well right um did did you find that like um because there's the the wife veto isn't there so she she can say okay we're watching a movie tonight i don't care if you're doing exodus uh did you find that she often did that or was she very respectful of it or did was it not an issue um yeah, that, maybe there were a few times when she would watch a show and I and I wouldn't, but that wasn't really as, as much of an issue. Um, I can understand where for some couples, those technology issues would be a big part of it. We, both my wife and I are, don't tend to do a lot of that. I mean, there's more um, kind of, I tend to kind of do some work on my computer later in the day. Lately, I've been trying to incorporate more reading. Um, my wife tends to, to be kind of working around the house, listening to maybe podcasts or something like that. And, and that's another debate, right? Of like, well, can I listen to some things if they're like faith based yeah. and, you know, that's another, <laughs> but, um, but for us personally, the kind of TV enter- movie and movie entertainment side of it wasn't as big of an issue. Mm. Was there, was there anything that like, uh, she said, can we just eat this cake together or something oh like this was there anything <laughs> well actually that that does bring up a good point about the the food aspect because i that is one area where i was not as strict in terms in in terms of like some of the meatless requirements and things like that because i did feel like that put an extra burden on my wife i didn't expect her to like you know if she had already planned to cook something like I'll be honest, I actually went through a fair amount of the program before I even realized about the meatless Wednesdays. Like there were things like that that I didn't kind of realize at the time. Um, So that would be another example is if your spouse is the one who tends to prepare a lot of the food, um, you know, being kind of more upfront. Obviously, you fasting isn't really a part of that. But if it's an issue of preparing like a non-meat dish or something like that. Mm, Okay. Um, And I think just one last question. as uh, we, Lindsay mentioned earlier, there's a, there is a, a female version of this. It's not run by Exodus. It's called Fiat 90. It's run by someone completely different. I don't know anything about it. But I know a lot of uh, girls do do this. Um, do you think that this uh, translates well to a more feminine um, program? Uh, what do you think about um, things like Fiat 90 for females? Um, Adele, who asked this, says uh, she doesn't think that the... Um, that a program like Exodus 
Orpheus should just copy with the male one, but should be completely different and focus on a different aspect. I right. Know, so authentic femininity. today was the first that I learned about the the Fiat ninety. To be honest with you, I'll be I'll be interested to look. And as I think about it, maybe I had heard about it before, but I never looked at like the list of asceticism or that type of thing. So mm. I'd be very curious to look more into that because I do, you know, I can certainly see the benefit of, of um, a female version of the program and um, yeah. And kind of that, that balance of the, the masculine disciplines versus feminine and how the programs are designed in that regard. But I can't really comment more on the specifics, um, but I will look more into it because I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see kind of what mm. they're expecting. Cause it does feel like some of the access requirements are, um, you know, masculine in different ways. But as I think more about it, that's not, it's not like they're all specific to men, right? Like things yeah. like physical yeah. exercise and even many of the other disciplines, obviously women can benefit from those too. Yeah, I think that that's a, a, a regular discussion I have with my female friends is like when I'm doing something that's like, like a masculine thing or I'm looking into being masculine or I'm doing Exodus 90 and girls always push back and like, I could do that. And I remember the first year I did Exodus 90, my, my friend uh, Shana, she was, I started doing Exodus 90, she was like, I could totally do this. So her and her friend were like, we're doing Exodus 90 too. I'm like, you shouldn't, it's for men. And it's like, well, why, why not? So then she got like two weeks into it and she was like, nah, this, is, this isn't for me. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know exactly what, I think it was like the reflections again weren't really speaking to her as a woman. Because again, like sure. you said, well, like, yeah, the, exactly. you know, the, the ascetic practices aren't necessarily a masculine thing um but, but yeah the, but the med the daily meditations definitely would be that's a good point i mean they'd be written from the perspective of like a man's vocation right mm. so. so like in theory you could do the practices of exodus 90 and probably as a um as a uh practicing catholic you probably should you know it's a, it's just pray right. more and be and be and be right <laughs> so uh yeah just uh there's nothing nothing wrong with it but again it's that um authentic uh femininity uh uh is a whole other it's a whole other whole other thing um we have gone over the hour mark uh which is fine i guess but um if anyone wants to see more of your content where can they uh see that so on the instagram page the name of the page it's a little long but it's catholic fit fit fatherhood catholic fit fatherhood all one word um so that's the and that's the main kind of social media platform I have currently on, on Instagram, I don't have anything on Twitter or Facebook mm. or anything like that. So yeah, that would be the page and you can, you know, kind of take a look at what I've already posted there, the content, both the posts and the stories that I tend to, to post stories on a fairly regular basis. And then also feel free to, uh, to message me as well. Yeah. And you're going to be interviewed by another page soon. Is that right? Yes, yes, Catholic. Um, I think it's actually February. It's almost in exactly a month. It's that Sunday, if it's the thirteenth, maybe of February. I think. Okay, on and that's yes Catholic, the uh, Instagram page. That's right. Very good. So if you want to see more more of uh, of uh, Kyle, then you can uh, you can check him out there. But that brings us to the end of this episode. So thank you for joining us on uh, Curacy Catholic. And do check out uh, Kyle on his page. And if you want to get involved with more than what we have to do at Evangelion, check us out at evangelion.co.nz. And we're going to be going onto YouTube. That's right. We're going to be uploading all the past episodes and all the future episodes are going to be going onto YouTube with lots of clips, all the episodes and more. So stay tuned to that. That's going to be on YouTube there. Uh, Evangelion New Zealand. We also have the Instagram page. We have the Facebook page. Check us out and God bless. <laughs>